so irritating to me that me and her have been dating for three years. They, I'm supposed to wait another four years because I'm living with my parents. I'm playing Call of Duty Warzone for eight hours a day. That's why I have to keep waiting so I can ma match your guys' immaturity. You have to call me down because you feel like I'm calling you out specifically even though I'm just living my life. Welcome back to another episode of PPK. As usual, joined by Keone and Meeks. What's up, boys? What's going on? What's up? Back at it again. What episode are we on now? 22, I think. 22, 22. And, you know, we need to get a little bit more, uh, a little more excitement out there, PBK. We got some, definitely some real ones. We talked about it. Shout out to Colin. Again, came through. Colin, how's your back, bro? Because I'm. <laughs> Seriously. That's... Just make sure you're icing that bad boy. <laughs> Jeez. definitely carrying it he was even picking up a couple other podcasts that i produce as well yeah. man so i'm gonna have to send you a ppk back brace um <laughs> yeah it, it might take a while to get to ireland but it's all gonna be worth it man oh it's gonna be worth it <laughs> uh so uh yeah just get we need to get you guys a little bit more excited get you out there sharing and commenting and letting us know what's going on so we can make this as fruitful but we do appreciate those that have been communicating with us you know mm -hmm. getting a lot of feedback whether that's personal messages, people commenting on the, the channel itself, um, people that we know even within our community that are reaching out. So, you know, appreciate all that. Mm -hmm. So, Meeks, what are we doing today? Um, today we are talking about uh, my lovely generation, as I call it, Gen Losers. Gen Losers. Uh, it's not actually Gen Z, it's actually Gen Losers. <laughs> um, and, and honestly, it was honestly started with me because I am a part of Gen Losers, unfortunately. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's not, I was, I was just chilling and I was thinking about, you know, how, how we talked about before, how it's just difficult to come up with content and, and we're trying to have a certain intended audience and we don't want to be too, um, over the top. We don't want to get too in depth. We want to be conversational and relatable and, um, and relevant especially. And, you know, I was just sitting there and I was just really, really just depressed in our little chapel <laughs> over there. I was like, dude, what am I doing right now? Like what, why are we not coming out with content? Why is this not? Uh, picking up as fast as we wanted to. So I was just really down on myself in there. And I was just thinking, well, there's a lot of topics we could go into, but I'm not as educated as I want to be on those, you know? And I go to Franciscan, yes, but I'm a marketing major, so that doesn't really mean much. <laughs> so that means I'm not really learning as much as you should be at uh, Franciscan, probably. And I was just thinking, you know, there's certain things we could get into and make them conversational, but I'm just not really there in a lot of things that I'm not sure. I don't want to speak out of line with the church. I want to make sure everything I say is, is right within the, um, what she has to say. So I was just sitting there thinking that, and I was like, you know what? Instead of watching um, basketball videos as I do every night before I go to sleep, I'll watch Fulton Sheen. And then I was watching Fulton Sheen, and he was going on some rant about how, um, you know, men, I think he was saying 50% of men, or maybe it was just total, like uh, adults. Adults now in 1954 is when it was broadcast, is watch three three hours and 20 minutes of tv a week and he was he was really angry about that and i was thinking i sat there and i was like dude people do that at least in a day especially now i mean it's got to be on steroids and then on top of that three hours on your phone and all this stuff and he was just talking about how i think 50 percent of college students who had graduated that year the following year they didn't read a book and i'm just thinking dude like when i was in High school and middle school like i felt accomplished if i didn't read a book i was like dude i didn't have to read a book this year like i just winged all of it and then you'd be like yeah fist bump everybody like yeah we didn't read this year dude and <laughs> and then just like 
thinking about how, you know, we have a platform, we have all these things that we have to do. Not only that, but we're, me and Kelly are about to get married. He's going to get married sooner than I am, but we're going to be fathers. We have all these things. And we're not realizing that impact that we can have on our society because it's within this whole generation cultivated losers that are all just playing video games eight hours a day that don't want to read any books, that don't want to think about the actual life, that don't that can't reflect. Like you said earlier, uh, I think last episode, they can't sit for an hour and think about things. And it's just like mm. this dumbed down brain that we have. Everyone's addicted to porn. So everyone's brain just melted like <laughs> like Joe Biden's compilations. <laughs> and no one could speak or could do any. I mean, it's just it's like insane to me. And it, obviously it started with me, but I was just thinking about so much more how these people all lead families. And like yeah. we got into a point where it's like that's all of society. No one wants to learn. Like, you know, it was like, I don't want to bring up the whole like nerd thing, but the nerd thing is kind of true. Like people that read, you made fun of 100%. Like, I, at least I did. I know I made fun of them. And it was just like, dude, nice. Like, you know, you get like lanyard and you get like your 900 star because you read a book. You're like, dude, sick. That's awesome. And you just, I don't know. No one's punching anybody, but you're just like, yeah, nice. Way to read, loser. Yeah. Come see you <laughs> on the basketball court. But that's, I think that's the issue with it is that we've had this whole thing. And it's like, now you look at parents and they're just giving their kids tablets. Mm-hmm. And just is like, okay, go as long as you're away from me and you're occupied. And it's just like, how long have we been doing this cycle? If Fulton Sheen's mad about it in 1954, I can't imagine how angry he'd be now at our generation. <laughs> and it's like, these are the people that lead us now. And unfortunately, it's like, there's so much, there's no, there's no uh, strive for education. And even if there is, it's a very small window of whatever that professor really wants you to do. Every, every college is going to have an agenda these people like it or not harvard has agenda berkeley all these places they have their certain agendas and majority of majority of the professors are going to tend to be on the left and usually like marxist socialist left and not like center so then that means and regardless if you think that's right or not it's not right but it's still the idea that you're only getting one perspective and are these people are each of these people going you know what let me get a different perspective no they're not so they get this one perspective go to college they're not reading after that they're not growing after that they're not reflecting on themselves it's this whole idea of the generation gen losers biggest motto is you're good dude you're, you're just finding your way in life everyone's good where you're at don't force anything on me i don't force anything on you and it's just that's where we become yeah i mean one in all fairness um even though i know you're speaking to your current generation but it's been what's been handed down so if i think about my generation and generation that came before me um you're talking about and, and we talk about this in the context of faith it's like 60 years of just terrible catechesis mm-hmm. Right. Where um, and that's obviously a fact that I think if you can't get God right, you're not going to get you right. If you don't get you right, you'll never get the world right. So it's it's like things are just out of order. So in all fairness, even though I agree with a lot of what you were saying, is I think that's a, a that's a generational problem in multiple layers. Right. I mean, I think about my what I was handed down to me and it was everything that almost was handed down to you guys. Right. Um, you're seeing that in your peer group, but it's just like this dumbed down false bravado, the misunderstanding of what true masculinity is, definitely a misunderstanding of what true femininity is and how they, they coexist together. Just everything from, from what it means to be a man, what it means to be a husband, what it means to be a father, what it means to be a true faithful person, what it means to be a person of virtue. That's not even any, I mean, people don't even know what virtue is anymore, right? Other than virtue signaling, right? When they're doing it and they know it all in the wrong context. Uh-huh. And I think that's part of the issue. And I think that's what we're just trying to call out is like, well, we, we need we need to actually take a look internally inward, just like you had that epiphany in the chapel when you're looking at your own life is going, wait, how much of this is just personal accountability? 
right? Because we can make all the excuses and we know the public institutions are for the most part trash, right? Because of what they're trying to do is they've got this specific agenda and that's, I was educated in it, right? And again, it's a political agenda that they're trying to, and they don't teach you how to, to think freely, right? They, they're just trying to make little minions to go off and do whatever is in their agenda versus saying, why don't you, I mean, even the idea of objective truth, objective reality, there's almost this visceral reaction from most people. Whoa, 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 what are you talking about? Truth is universal? Truth is absolute? What are you talking about? That's your truth. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, Mike Tyson. Yeah, I don't know if it's that. Mike Tyson or, or Rocky, but yeah. uh, but either way, you see that reaction where it's at a, that immediate like pushback and like almost like you don't even have the ability to, to receive that message. Yeah. Well, I see both of your perspectives. I'm going to raise you one. And I think it's our, I think it's our generation. I think obviously it's handed down because mm -hmm. we learn from, you know, those ahead of us, but, mm -hmm. uh, or before us. Um, but I think it's just a human perspective. I just think of how many times Jesus like makes it his point to call out like lukewarmness. And like, <clears throat> that is our generation. That's why we're gen losers. Cause we're just, we're lukewarm there. We're just so disinterested and we just like, eh, you do you man. And it's like, do you have any like passion? Do you have any beliefs? Like, are you just sitting there kind of floating, like waiting for the next, the next uh, video game to come out or, you yeah. know, like the next album so you can listen to it 24 seven and then just sit there and stare at the wall until the next album comes. You know, we're just not doing anything. And I think Jesus makes it a point, like at least have some fire in you. If you're going to hate, hate him, at least you have something in you so that you can, now you're convicted mm -hmm. and God, I think God can work with that more because you're drawn towards something. Mm -hmm. But if you're like disinterested, it, it's, I think it's hard because now the devil's kind of like, he's just manipulating you. Mm -hmm. He's keeping you there. He's like kind of tickling your ear. Like, no, just stay there. Like, mm -hmm. You're good right there. And that's where with the education system, I think psychologically too, our brains are just hardwired to take shortcuts. Mm -hmm. Like we have schemas, right? We have uh, stereotypes because our brain doesn't want to work that hard. So we just base things off our previous experience. And so we like taking shortcuts. So if we can go through a whole school year without reading then our brain's like, cool, you didn't have to work that hard, you know, sure. but it, I think something that's so cool about the Catholic church is that in the, the, the power and suffering in sacrifice in calling you outside of yourself, we talk about the belief in God and what that means, like calling us outside of ourselves to a higher calling we're created by something other than us otherworldly divine and if he's calling us through baptism we talked about like what priest prophet king is mm -hmm. if he's calling us something different then we have to live differently and the call the catholic church and the call of the catholic church is calling us to not be lukewarm like whatever you're doing right now just know like you are nothing like you are nothing and without the grace of god you will continue to be nothing mm. and i think so many people without god they don't, they like, I don't need God, right? That's taught in the secular culture. It's taught in this, like the school system. It's like slowly, like God is just a no, no. You don't talk about that. And they live in this culture now where you don't really talk about God, right? With Mar Marxism, with Nietzsche, like it's these philosophers said, nah, we don't really need to do with God. Right. And now they're not, they don't have a call. So what are you going to do? You're going to, you're, all you're going to do is feed the stimuli. How can I get a stimulus to drive me, to motivate me, to give me something? Whether that's pornography, video games, music, that's all they're doing. They're spending their life throughout the day just looking for like this. And I think it's worse with technology, right? This, this the stimulus that's driving and you. And the quick fix. It's Yeah, and it's quick. And um, just like Meeks was saying with, the, with 
kids getting a tablet, like the overload of stimulus that these kids are getting. They don't know how to regulate their emotions. They don't know what's right from wrong. They don't know. They're not learning from their parents, mirroring good behaviors. And they're just, so now they're going to go up into adults not knowing any foundational belief. They don't know how the world works. They don't know how to regulate their emotions. So <laughs> then they become these like left-leaning tantrum throwers that just see someone that disagrees with you and you throw a fit mm -hmm. and because they never learn how to regulate their emotion because they were given a tablet when they're six mm -hmm. you know um and i think it's it's common for human people you want to be you know, like to take the easy way out we're, we're always drawn to be lazy I and mean, devil's always in our ear like you're good enough where you are and i think the beauty about our faith is like no you're called to be perfect mm -hmm. and if he says you know love me more than anyone else if our goal is to love him and love others as we should then how can we not be growing in knowledge yeah you bring up a good point on that call to perfection right because we you uh, refer to, uh, in matthew's gospel 548 it, it says uh, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect and and being perfect in that language right in the in the biblical language doesn't mean without error that actually means it comes from the greek word teleos and it's like uh to fulfill one's purpose or end and so we're all designed for greatness, right? We, because of original sin, we've got that, you know, temptation to be lazy, to be spiritual sloths, to be just sloths in general. But, you know, I want to go back to that whole um, overstimulus and kind of this reward system piece, because in, a, in another podcast uh, interview I was doing with Deacon Hal Brixiv is we're talking about pornography specifically. And it was talking about how it, it it's a dopamine effect, right? That the heart it's the gateway drug and the the more you're in it the more deeper you need to go the harder you need to go and it's rewriting those pathways right like biologically it's changing uh, your neurological um, pathways right but the thing about it is and what the devil's lie is is that really why would i want to work at a relationship where there's two people and i got to talk to you and like deal with you when mm -hmm. i can just click a button mm -hmm. and on all the lie is what i'm just here to please you you're just good people. You don't need, you're just good where you're at, bro. Just do you, right? And so what's more difficult? What's, what, but what way more satisfying? Actual relationships. Mm -hmm. Working and saying, no, we're going to grow. We're going to, I mean, that's why Aristotle would say, you know, of the three basic levels of friendships, you have one based on pleasure, one based on utility, but the one, the greatest friendship is what? Based on virtue, something that's outside of you two that causes you to grow. So it's a common goal and a focus that's external to each one of us. And I think that's the, 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 the dumbed down version of us is, like you said, I mean, I worked it. I mean, why work in technology, right? I've been in technology 20 years, right? Work with a bunch of grown men who play video games, right? I mean, and to me, like that's what you spend most of your hours. Uh, Bishop Fulton Sheen was talking about people watching three hours a week. That's three hours of video games on for some of these grown men who are husbands, who are fathers. And what? I mean, that's so we've actually stunted the growth of maturity, definitely for men, but for everybody involved. Right. Because we've kind of lowered that bar and then just kind of, like you said, we're lukewarm. At least when you're hot or cold, you're at least an extreme. Mm -hmm. I'm either hot about something or completely negative about something else. When you're in the middle, you're just kind of like going along to get along, just floating. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm just kind of I'm just fitting in, really. Yeah, I think that's the biggest issue of uh, gen losers is this idea that like everyone's good where they're at and religion is good for some people, but some people, they don't need it. And this whole thing that keeps floating around, that's never going to give you any ounce of self-accountability. So your whole life just becomes of whatever you're doing, that's fine. That's that's what you need to be doing. And that's like the most toxic thing you could probably do for 
any society because it's like this idea. And then now we get to a point where like Keone was saying, you can disagree or we say something like, oh, we're pro-life. And now it really, now it says, oh, are you saying that I'm not living like how, how you think I should be? Or what is it? So it convicts everybody because they've been taught their whole life that no, 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 no. Catholicism, that's just what you guys need. These guys over here, they really needed a Methodist church and these people, Lutherans, but these guys, they didn't really need that. They're Buddhists See, over yeah, here. Buddhist I'm spiritual, fine. bro. I do yoga. Spiritual, but not religious, like yeah. all these things. Mm -hmm. And it's just the biggest lie of all time. And I think that's a huge contributor to this generation of losers that we've cultivated. And also just like this idea, you know, I was just thinking about like, you know, we're in 2020 and the amount of fast, truly fascinating technology that we have and what Elon Musk does and stuff. So half of it's like, oh, we are doing what we're supposed to do. And the other half is like, now we're just in class looking through Instagram and sports center while we instead of learning and stuff like that, which is what I do. And a lot of it's just like, I'm just getting really irritated myself just thinking about it. <laughs> Cause I was just like, I was thinking, you know, I was, I scroll through Instagram sometimes and you know, we've talked a lot about how Protestants really have this, uh, they have a cool factor a lot more than Catholics do. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I have that same cool factor, but I'm just a Catholic and I'm not with that. But I was also thinking like, dude, if I honestly like, if I want to, be at the same platform as these guys. I have to know a lot. These guys know a lot. You know, Protestants are very uh, biblically driven. They read the scripture a lot. I don't. I'm pretty. I'm really trash at, at scriptures actually. <laughs> and so I was just thinking, like, I got to step up and, and really, you know, take these things seriously, especially when you have a platform like this. And I'm just thinking, sitting there thinking about, the, you know, just all these things of like, where's technology gone? And it's like I'm in class and I'm just sitting there just looking at stupid things that's never going to do anything for my life and all this stuff and like mm -hmm. how much more so for these other people that don't even have the faith that don't even have a drive for doing that mm -hmm. and they just you know what i'm doing what i need to do i'm gonna get out of class i'm gonna graduate i'm gonna get a degree i'm gonna do all this stuff i'll marry a girl after i've dated her for 19 years and we live together for 15 of those years and then we'll finally get married one day be divorced after those three years and uh have two kids together mm -hmm. and but at least i have a dog or whatever <laughs> like that's that's just the mindset we've gotten to so it's just like and then it's just been passed down. So it's like that accountability goes into marriages because what happens when you divorce? Well, it just didn't work for us. There's no accountability of, well, what is this getting for my kids? Oh, no, it's better for the kids. We were always arguing. So this accountability is getting passed down and passed down forever and ever. And it's just like, well, then what happens when you have a kid out of wedlock? And well, I don't want it. What am I going to do with it? Oh, we can't, we don't have money. All this is just not self-accountability that we never preached, that we're never going to do because we lost our way. We lost the actual relationship of believing God because God doesn't ever say, hey, dude, you're good where you're at. Just chill out. It's always calling us to something better, like Kelly was saying. It's always bringing us out of our comfort zone. And so this generation is continuing to do that. Now to the point where you kill a life and it's a right now to do so. It's yeah. a right to be where we're at. It's a right to be comfortable where you're at. They, I'm, I'm sorry. You don't have those rights. And it's like in the Bible, you know how they know it? You know how they never say rights? We're so obsessed with rights, but in the Bible, it never says that. It's not, he's not obsessed with rights. He's obsessed with you trying to be perfect. He's obsessed with you trying to be the father. He's obsessed with self-accountability, not self-righteousness. And so it's a, I, I, have a, I have entitlement to all these different things, which mm -hmm. is what we've done. So we've built ourselves in this level of comfort. And then now we demand self-entitlement for every little thing that we do, even to the point of murdering our child is still my right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, fast food workers, right? God bless you. But make $30 an hour? You know, and I, I've told the story to you boys, you know, I remember when I was when uh, people were going on strike and I was with the corporate side of the office and I went in, into the manufacturing side of the, the plant to help out and take somebody's job. And I remember one of the 30 year workers, he didn't cross the line. And he, he rolled up to me in his pallet jack and he was just like, hey, John, man, I've been here 30, 30 years. Why? Why are you helping out the man? Right. Kind of thing. And I'm saying, hey, bro, you know what? I appreciate everything you do. 
We couldn't do what we do as a company, as an organization without you. But I learned your job in five minutes and I got rid of two people doing it and I do it in less time. It would, you could even spend five years learning what I do and you still wouldn't have the ability to do what I do. But I learned your job in five minutes. So that sense of entitlement and not like putting things in their place, the participation trophy is like, oh, don't say that's a little Johnny because he's going to get his little itty bitty feelings hurt. Right. I mean, remember when both of you guys were in, in uh, T-ball and baseball, when what do we used to do? Remember, we never had outs, but you guys always, we always coached you with outs, right? And all the parents would lose their mind. We'd be like, yo, Kenny, you got thrown out at first. And you would be, you know, this little six-year-old kid, and you knew it. You jog back. You weren't crying, but the parents were crying. What are you doing? What are you teaching? I'm like, because next year he's going to get thrown out, and then he's going to have the real hissy fit, mm-hmm. right? But what are we doing? It's like, oh, no, don't teach little, little Keone how to play the ball, really. Play the game really. Let's let's try to coddle him and 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 and, and um, you know really just keep him with this little binky all day long instead of teaching him how to be a real man and say no. This is the game of life. There's a lot of people who don't really care about you. Instead of you coming out and you know like you said, people are sitting there just dumbed down in their classes. They go and get this degree because they just skated by in life. And really, as long as you're just regurgitating whatever garbage that they're throwing at you, and then they want to come out and they're like, "Yo, man, I want to be CEO. I've been here six months." You're like, you don't even know how to tire. You still play video games. You haven't put down Tetris yet. What are you talking to me about right now? You know what I'm saying? So it's like that mentality for sure. Yeah. And I think it's just the call for, you know, our listeners, those that are, you know, growing in their faith, like, you know, watching us and like, okay, I, I, I vibe with you guys. Like, what do you, what do you want? Like, what do you want me yeah. to do? Or how can I help? And I think it's the call to grow in knowledge. Right. To pursue like if you're saying, you know, I'm with this Catholic thing or Christian thing, you know, I'm trying to live a life um, that is designed to get to heaven, a life that is giving uh, glory to the father. Like, what are you doing in your day? Just like organize your day. And what did you do in that day? One, to be an instrument, to be flexible to the Holy Spirit. But like, what are you doing to grow closer, to grow in virtue? And I think that's like something we have to constantly um, right. And like every day we can, I can be focusing on Instagram or I can be focusing on, you know, I do work and then I do a workout and then I'm like, Oh dang, that workout was kind of tiring. So I'll just watch YouTube for two hours of <laughs> lay twins dancing, you know? And it's like, it's, it's cool. And there's a place and time and place for that, but how much more for God, you know? And mm-hmm. I even recently, I just set a, a time limit for, uh, Instagram, like an hour a day. So like, it kind of reminds you. Um, it's like, oh, you used your hour. I was like, so you better use it wisely. So now I have to think about it. Like, do I want to use it right now passing by? Cause that's another two minutes I could use actually scrolling through like actual news and stuff that I follow that I'm passionate about instead of just kind of passing by the time. So it makes you think, mm. and that's where the accountability comes in. We've completely wiped out accountability. And when someone, and I think it's crazy about people like socialism, like if you wipe out accountability and you say, oh, everyone gets free things, like whatever people don't work. Yeah. People are not. People don't try to better themselves. People don't have a drive. That's just, we're fallen creatures. There's no incentive. Right? There's, There's no, no incentive. incentive. And, and the call of the Christian life is to always strive for perfection, to fulfill the call that God has called specifically for each one of us, that he designed individually for ourselves in our unique ways and everything he gave us. But without him, without trying to pursue and respond to him every day, we will never fulfill that call. And so what we've done is we've taken away the call. There is no God. So what do we do? We follow the next trend. That's why TikTok is so crazy. 
popular right now because there's a trend every week there's a new dance there's a everything everyone's trying to hop on the bandwagon this is why these protests blow up because people actually want to stand for something it's written Mm -hmm. in their heart Mm -hmm. to stand up for something whether it be true or virtuous right justice is a virtue but people do it in the wrong way because they don't have it rightly ordered Mm. right and the devil's infesting our world today because you can get rid of god and you can say there's no devil it doesn't mean he's not working on you yeah. right and what he's doing is he's literally saying okay yeah justice is good do everything you're doing and he completely disorders the virtue that we d- we rightly desire but we don't have the knowledge we don't have the call to respond to the to formation actually, the formation to fulfill it yeah. so that's a call out to all of us like every day what are you doing pick up a book like start with something simple. If it's reading the gospels, if it's looking up a saint that interests you and reading about that life, you know, or watching Fulton Sheen or something on YouTube and father Mike Schmitz is super relatable starting there to start getting some conviction, getting some knowledge so that you can start to educate yourself so that when something convincing like Marxism or socialism, in your schools, it sounds good. It means well for everyone, equality and all that stuff. And it's like, well, if you don't have a foundation in education, you think, oh, yeah, I don't want to hurt anyone. That sounds good. Everyone gets free health care. Yeah, that's cool. Right. And it's you don't really understand how that plays out in reality mm-hmm. because you're not formed. So I think we just need that's the pursuit of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll just touch on this last piece just because I need to make it. I need to get off my chest, make myself feel better <laughs> um, before we keep moving on, because I do. I do like the practical side of it. But one thing, something that irritates me as being a 20 year old that's engaged is the gen losers coming down my neck because I'm too young to be engaged because they're so miserable with their husband or wife that they have to force it on me now that I have to wait till I'm 28 and been dating her for 14 years and I was living with her for 12 years. But we had a dog for those first six years and we have two kids now um, and we hate them both and we hope then we just give them a tablet so they don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And it's just so frustrating to me because it's just like, I'm obviously so excited to be with her and then it would start our lives and they're just like, why are you, what are you doing that for? Or we want to have kids right away. You really, you don't want to just have a dog? No. Why do I want, why I want a dog? So I can see him eat his throw up. That's why that's, oh, this is so fulfilling. Dude, my dog just ate his throw up. That's awesome. I'm this is the fulfillment of life. Like, sorry, I understand what marriage truly is, which is like, uh, I don't know, creating life, you know, like using the two things that you have. I don't know if you guys realize but a penis, vagina, they go together to create a life. That's kind of what happens. And so it's like, that part is so irritating to me because Anytime we bring up anything, we can't have one discussion ever without someone going, wait, you don't want to like wait a little before you have kids? Like, no, I'm sorry. I actually want to practice the part where you create the child with, with my wife. I don't want to sit there and stand out here like this all the time because that's not what we're supposed to do. So we're going to use what we're supposed to use to create life because that's the most fulfilling thing. The most fulfilling thing that we talked about in the father episode is creating a life. So it's like, it's irritating to me that me and her have been dating for three years. They, I'm supposed to wait another four years because I'm living with my parents. I'm playing Call of Duty Warzone for eight hours a day. That's why I have to keep waiting so I can ma- match your guys' immaturity. You have to call me down because you feel like I'm calling you out specifically even though I'm just living my life. Yeah. And so it's, it's this idea that like I feel like he has things more figured out than I do. And this just like almost hurts me. Wait, what do you... Why don't you do this? Oh, because it's worked out for your family, obviously. Yeah. Like, no, my family did it. My parents did it the right way, and they had kids, and they were married young, and then they figured out themselves together. Because the thing is, everyone wants to have everything figured out. All right, I talked about something. Thing I gotta have six houses and four cars and seven dogs, all trained perfectly to lift the baby off the bed <laughs> and bring it into its crib, and all this stuff that's just like unrealistic. Like, the idea of growing up and being a man is you figure things out on your own. 
And then when you find the one, you put a ring on it and you have kids with it. And then you provide as a man. And then you allow the woman to not have to work if she doesn't want to work. And if she wants to stay at home with kids, that's what being a man is. And then you figure things out on your own. You have, and a lot of times, hopefully, you have two incomes instead of one. Instead of you just going and living with your parents till you're 32. And then now oh, I finally have a job. And I can ask this woman I've been dating for 12 years that's been staying over the night at my parents' house while I, watch, while I Twitch stream me playing Warzone. And just so, it's just so stupid to me. Yeah. And I hate people sitting there and, and have, like, I have to have a debate or I have to defend myself. I just asked this woman to marry me and then I want to have a lot of kids. Like, why is that? It's such a hot topic. If I say you want more than five, five, dude, I want two. I want more. I want more dogs than I want kids. Like how you ever think about how low that is, that we have something that doesn't even know where it's at in the world. And if you said to it, you're an idiot, you're an idiot dog. You're an idiot dog. It's like this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, This is awesome. Yeah. I'm an idiot dog. (laughs) It wouldn't even know instead of actually creating a life to where you could have a podcast talking about your faith Mm -hmm. because you actually raised them. Right. Or like, going and watching them uh, break someone's ankles and drop 30 and all these things that's just so much higher for joy. But for some reason I have to be uh, interrogated because I rather have my little dog clean its butthole in front of me. And that's the greatest joy I can have in my life. I'm so glad we got married, Ella. Now we can see our dog lick its butthole. Good job. <laughs> well, I think part, so part of the issue too, right? Is that the way, that's the way the devil works mm-hmm. that we all of a sudden now humanize things that aren't human. And we dehumanize that which is the most human, right? You think about babies and what you brought up with abortion and all of that. And I think, you know, part of this, this challenge, why we're so kind of passionate and fired up about it is because um, partially because we, we've been on that journey and we, we've kind of, we have some wounds from it. I know personally, I was indoctrinated into all things wrong, basically, right? And so I had to fight like hell to get out of that in order for you guys to have a better choice in life. Um, I didn't do things perfectly. I didn't do things right. But boy, I strive. And I think going back to the practicality of it all is, I mean, how about we just start with being better tomorrow than you were today, right? Like, why don't, if you want to talk about like going after virtue, before we even get you talking about being Catholic or uh, reading into the scriptures, I mean, I definitely want you there. But why don't you just start with virtue, like, why don't we reclaim what true fortitude and courage is? Why don't we reclaim what actual justice is, not separating it from actual mercy? Right? Why don't we claim, you know, um, what, what it means to be charitable and all the things honorable in this world? Right. Like what, it, what is virtue and valor? How about you go look those words up? Right. And so I think that's like just start wanting better. Right. If you look at this dang world around us, it is so many lost, broken and hurt people confused, trying to fulfill their life in so many things of this world and just bringing more uh, hurt and disappointment and emptiness onto their lives and the lives of those within their own sphere of control. So it's just like, man, I mean, part of uh, what we're trying to do here is wake you up to the fact of being priest, prophet, king, right? Like you were designed for greatness. You need to, you need to understand that. You may not believe that right now, but you need to understand that like it or not, that's what you were designed for. And so we're trying to like wake up that person inside of you that was created by God for a specific purpose in this life in order for you to affect the next life. I mean, that's our goal is to bring that gospel message. But maybe you're like, man, you guys are coming at us pretty hot right now. Right. Like, and we, I mean, we kind of are. Right. But it's like, come on, we need to get a rise out of you to just want to be better, to put down the things that are dumbing you down and numbing you to the things of life, the life giving aspects and to do something with yourself. And that we're talking about starting every day, right? We're in each other's grill every day um, as a family and we're, we're in, in each other's space and we're not perfect at it. And there's things that we're constantly working at, but we go to work, 
Every single day, we get the chisel out, we get the hammer out, we get, the, and each of us have free reign to be like, "Hey, man, we're, we need some help, right?" Um, so I think it's just like that's the part is like fueling, fueling that fire, but just starting. Like, if there's anything you get from this episode, just start, just start wanting better, being better, and then developing a plan, practically of how I'm gonna get there. Yeah, and just inviting God into your day. Yeah, because he, there's so much that He can do if you just allow Him to. If you're working out and you're going in, if you're super into fitness, invite him into that workout. Yeah. Right. Getting a few extra reps, even when you're it's hard, you're offering that up for your family, mm. for your faith. Mm. You know, if you're into your work, bring him into that work. Right. In your encounters with your coworkers, whatever you're doing, just invite him in. And I just wanted to touch on something because I think we, whenever we're trying to make this decision, right, we're calling people out. Right. It's easy to be lukewarm. It's easy to play video games for eight hours a day and just chill. Right. And do you, man. But I think the, the thing that keeps us in that place is we're so scared to let go and we're scared of what the unknown is. We're scared that like the desires that we have right now is going to be taken away. And I think we often think that God thinks that these desires, it's, it's, it's wrong or it's too much. Like, no, that's, you don't need that. And I think the truth is, is that what God wants, our desires are too little. And he wants to like really reveal that to us. Like what you're desiring is great, but that's so, that's so down here. I want to give you so much more. Like the call that he has for us, the joy that he has prepared for us is so much more than the high you get when you get a 10 kill streak on Call of Duty. You know, it's so much more than whatever we strive for, that new car you're trying to get, the beach body you're trying to get, you know, which, and all those things have, have virtue in them. But we, because we don't have God, it gets disordered and it becomes our gods. Yeah. And so I think it's just every day, like really evaluate, like, what are my desires? And Lord, help me perfect those desires. Mm -hmm. That's where we invite him in because he has so much more in store for us. And every day he'll reveal that to you. This is what I'm trying to give you, but you always shut me out. So just being open to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And besides my rant, this is the, <laughs> the most important thing. Because, you know, a lot of people will say, you know, oh, what, what am I supposed to do from here? Um, well, you know, where do I go? How do I get started? And like we've just been saying, it's just about like, just trying to get better and it, ha it doesn't have to be necessarily um i don't even know it doesn't have to be bishop baron tomorrow it doesn't have to be any of these catholic leaders it could be you know eric thomas the hip-hop preacher just people that just get you off your butt you know jordan peterson literally has made this motto this big old thing and is every talk he does about making your own bed it's just about <laughs> giving responsibility that's all it is like just take responsibility understand that like if you're watching or you're on your phone more than five hours a day you're probably not helping yourself out and it's not about just helping yourself but like you're not helping your future wife you're not helping your future kids you're not helping those people around you you're not helping your society because we're all just dumbed down to the point and then we see whatever we see and then everyone has to follow that way and just the cycle of like we're literally brainwashed at this point like we're no one's thinking for themselves and if you do think for yourself then we have all these names for you that we can call you mm -hmm. and it's just and it's just like that's where you need to start. Just understand, like, no one's saying that you got to read uh, Thomas Aquinas tomorrow and understand the Summa. I don't understand the Summa. Like, I just told you, my scripture, my scripture knowledge is Garbo, and I'm still working on that. But the point is, is, like, every day I'm still trying to do something, whether it's just listen to a podcast. It's like those little things that we always say, just try to do better. If it's just spending time and, like, sitting in the sitting alone without your phone for a little bit and just saying, like, dude, breathe. Like what's going on in my life? That's it. And just doing those things. And it doesn't have to be always listening, but I think we all deep down in our heart know what's good. We know what's virtuous. And so just follow those things. Look at those people, find books that are good. 
I, it doesn't have to be the deepest thing in the world, but just try to strive for something. That's it. Yeah, I think that the, the first thing to do is just start, mm-hmm. right? Just start and, and use this as, as a call out and as a challenge. And we're challenging ourselves as well. I mean, we work at this every day ourselves, you know what I mean? And we fall. And at certain times, we were tempted to slide back as well. But um, we keep eyes on the prize. You start with the end in mind. And the end is, for us, we're trying to get to heaven. And maybe for you, you're just trying to be better. So if you want better, be better right? You want change, be the change. And I think that's the part where it's like you start to make changes in your life to say, well, there is no neutral ground in this spiritual life, right? As, as, as Fulton, Fulton Sheen would tell us, right? That is, it's like it's, it's there, there's no spiritual plateaus. You're on a mountain and you're either going forward or you're sliding back. So even standing still, completely indifferent to everything that's around you is still sliding back. And the call today is just to that let's turn this this generations of losers into a generation of virtuous saints, to be honest, to, you know, changing the world, to becoming light in this world of darkness. Mm-hmm. Meeks, last parting words. Um, help out Colin and uh, <laughs> like, comment, and subscribe, and <laughs> share. Follow us on Instagram at priest.prophet.king. We're posting fire. Um, and that's about it. Yeah, share with everyone that you know that could that could benefit from this. You know, our, our goal and our prayer is that it does affect your life and it bears fruit in your life, especially for the eternal kingdom and salvation of every soul. So we are very, very blessed that you just spent some time listening to us because we got a little bit of ranty. We got a little bit of on fire and passion, but that's just the way we roll as pre-prophet king. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Continue to share with everybody that you know. And until we see you on the next episode, get holy or die trying. Mm-hmm.